Blog Talk Radio. Okay, guys, if you, can no one can hear me, can they? I can hear you. Yeah, I can you hear can you. hear me? Yes, oh, I can hear you. Okay. <laughs> oh, man, well, I'm, glad I, I'm glad I kept the language clean. <laughs> <laughs> yes, one, second. one second. Welcome to the show. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I'm sure I'm glad you did. Oh, man, we had a little bit of a rough start today. I um, was having some mic issues, but we got them worked out. I just came up with this idea. If anybody wants a million-dollar idea, you know, and, and, and make it rich and famous, um, well, I don't know about the same part, but you probably get rich, color-coded computer cords. Um, it would be so much easier. I was trying to trace down a problem just now, and all of my cords are just jet black, um, or I'm looking right now at this just tangled mess, and um, uh, we do have a dark gray one, so, you know, just to mix it up a little bit. Are you kidding me, people? Anyhow, just a thought, just a thought. But let's, uh, let's not digress too far. We have uh, some fantastic guests today. Fantastic guests. I watched this film the other night, and um, I was just blown away by it. I really enjoyed it. It's a, uh, well, it's kind of cool. It's almost two films, and not really, but, I mean, it's a part uh, period piece, and part of the film takes place in uh, the modern era here. And um, 
just, I was just blown away. Not only by uh, just a very compelling story, um, the acting, you know, it was all first rate and everything, of course, um, and, and all of that, that type of stuff. The, the, the lighting was phenomenal. Um, and I'm not kidding. It really was. Uh, but the, uh, the costuming and the, the set design, all that kind of stuff was just, you know, blew me, blew my mind, man, blew me out of the water. I was just so impressed. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome uh, our guests today. Uh, we've got some really cool, really cool uh, film people on today from the film. Uh, we've got uh, Miss, Ver- I don't know, Miss or Mrs. Uh, Veronica. Now, I'm going to try to get everybody's names correctly on this. Uh, Rob, Lee- Rob Lido, I believe it is. Veronica Rob Lido. Uh, Kirsten uh, Renton and Maurice Johnson. I hope I didn't carve up anybody's name. How are is it? Was great, fabulous. Thank you so much for having us. I love your intro music. That is so cool. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. <laughs> love it. You know, that's one of those things where when I first started doing the show a few years back, I, um, I, I bought, I actually bought um, a, a big set of these royalty-free CDs, you know, of, of uh, bumper music and, and the like. And that was after a search of four days of listening to 30-second spots. Um, mm. And I said, that's it. That's no, what we're going to use I really from now on. It. Love it. I'm not going to do this anymore. Good choice. Well, thank you. Thank Good you choice. so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, and thank you for having us, Jamie. Yeah, of course. Thanks for taking time to be on our show. I um, you, you know, it was it was fantastic. I've got the press kit for the film, and I'm I'm looking at the the stills and and whatnot, and uh, you know, re- reading the the uh, I don't know what you call it. I'm sure there's a fancy word for it. The uh, synopsis, the I synopsis. guess. Is, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of, of the film, and I was just very very intrigued. I, I was very impressed with this film. With all of you, just very, very cool. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Oh yeah. No, did you guys? I learned this. Now I'm not in the film business. I'm a painter by trade. I paint pictures of people and stuff for a living. Been doing that a long time. Um, But when I started doing this podcast here, I quickly learned talking to all you thespians and the like. Um, that movie time is completely different than uh, the reality time that we're used to, uh, civilians out here. I would watch a program on television or in a theater or something, and I would think, well, they filmed that last month, you know. I uh, guess they had some free time on their hands. That's great. Um, but I quickly learned that that's not the case at all. This could be a, a year or two back. It could, it could be, you know, uh, the, the past year or so. Um, when did you guys film this? When, when did all this take place? Especially with independent films. Um, it normally takes a while to, you know, to get out there. So that's why we really appreciate people like yourself who um, appreciates our, you know, our films and watches them and want to take the chance, the opportunity to put it out there. But we shot the film towards the end of 2019, right before the pandemic. Okay. We, it was October 15th first day of photography so we just had our second year anniversary wow wow yeah so you i imagine that's what you guys did during lockdown was was uh, this went through <laughs> the the editorial process and um you watched this film 
10,000 times pretty much, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I bet she did. <laughs> I bet. Yes. And Veronica, please do tell everyone when this story actually started, when we did the trailer. You know, I think a lot of people, you know, especially first-time filmmakers or others in the industry, um, tell them about how long this process actually was, even before we started principal photography. What was it, six well, years? Uh, it was. <laughs> It was. Wow. You're doing a great job, Maurice, actually, because Maurice was part of the uh, pitching um, trailer that we, we shot like six years ago. And so we've been oh. working on this project for a long time. So it's really yeah. nice to be right at this moment. Absolutely. It's a good feeling. And, yeah, so it's it's been a long time. I don't know how Absolutely. you guys do it, man. I don't – I'm telling you, I, you know, if I <laughs> – I will tell my wife, uh, I'll, this happens, you know, weekly in our house. I'll say, you know, i got this idea for a penny. I'm going to work on this next week. And she's like, well, you got to finish those three commissions. And, blah, blah. you know, she, she's on me yeah. about that kind of stuff. I have no idea how I could make that sale, sitting her down going, well, you know, i got this idea. And uh, guess what? For the next six years, this is what I'm going. I, I could get a degree. I could get a master's in something. Or I could do this. Right. Um, I don't think she would go for it, you know. Honestly, <laughs> my hat goes off. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why they call these passion pieces. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. They have you have to, to be a little bit naive. You've got to be naive, first of all. Um, You've got to have a lot of passion, like Kristen said, a lot of passion and determination. And, um, and you know, you. For me, it's been a spiritual experience. I mean, I always bring that up whenever I do an interview because it just has been for me. Um, I, you know, even a few years prior to um, getting this idea, I had put it out there to the universe. You know, I was kind of tired of of creating short films that weren't really going anywhere. And, you know, it takes money also to short, you know, to film these short films. And I was like, well, okay, I, I need this idea. You know, I need this, mm-hmm. you know, an idea, a story that I could carry from the beginning to the end because I know it's not going to be easy and I'm going to want to quit. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of, you know, moments where I'm going to be, mm-hmm. oh, my God, you know, I can't do this anymore. And so I need something that, you know, um, a, a, an idea, a story that will just light the fire underneath me and just help me to keep going all the way to the end. And so I just kind of put it out there. I prayed on it. I meditated on it. I, you know, and I just waited. And um, and then the book author, because it's, you know, it's based on a novel. Her name is Debbie Robillard. Mm-hmm. Uh, she contacted me on Twitter. She found me and uh, shortly after, you know, she, you know, she wanted me to read her book. I had just gotten married, so I was pretty busy. This was like 2015, and so yeah, I, you know, I was just a month married, you know, freshly married here, and so like I, I was, I put it off, and then one day I was just, you know, in my still moment, and I just got that knowing feeling that said, hey, you know, that idea you've been wanting, it's. It's that woman you need to you need to go contact her, and I just it was that knowing feeling you know and boy I ran to my laptop, <laughs> and I just, you know I emailed her back and I was like I bought her book that night you know it was delivered two days later and I you know it took a whole week to read her book and it was just amazing you know I 
I cried, I laughed, I was angry. There was just so many different emotions. I was happy, and I, was, I even had a dream one night, you know, and it was just like I just knew, like, I can make a story out of this. You know, there's so much great um, information in this book. And so that's just how it is. You know, you definitely have to, you know, and I'm sure Chris and Maurice knows to be actors as well, you know, like you got to, you got to be passionate about what you do. You got to know that that's exactly where you're going to be a lot of moments where you're going to question yourself and, mm. you know, and it's just in, in knowing that you you are exactly where you're supposed to be will get you through those hard times. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, if, how difficult is it to take a novel? I mean, cause I've, I've read a lot of books. Um, I've never even, you know, it's not my thing, but, I imagine that would be hard to do to turn that into a screenplay, you know, because, you know, what do you leave in? What do you leave out? Um, I wouldn't even know how to go about doing that. That's amazing. You know, was, was Deborah part of uh, Deborah Rolandard, uh, Rolandard, I think is how you Robillard. It's fine though. No worries. Robillard. There we go. <laughs> yeah. No yeah, worries. It, was she part of that whole screenwriting process as well? I mean, were you bouncing ideas or she says, Oh, you, you know, you, you got to leave in the green door, and you're like, "What green door?" I don't even remember that part, you know. Or, I mean, <laughs> how, how was that um, relationship? How did that all happen? No, did she happen? she didn't she did not take part because um, okay, I, I wanted to make sure that I, you know we we spoke a lot before. I I already knew what she was attached to. I knew what she liked. I knew mm. you know how. Her, you know, some of her creative thoughts of why she wrote, you know, what she wrote, and we shared a lot. But when I wrote the screenplay, I did not want to be influenced by, um, especially someone Outside. like Debbie that is so attached to it, and that's her baby. Mm. Her book is her baby, and I did not want to, for first of all, for that to affect our relationship, and so. Um, I just chose to basically pick that one person in my life that I shared it with and that person read it, you know, after I was done and we, you know, and, and then during editing, we bounced those ideas, but it was someone completely um, out of that circle where they would be so attached to it. And, you know, going back to what you said, Jamie, about like how hard it was to write it, it was harder, like, to finally sit down and start writing. It's the whole process that you go through mentally in your head um, before mm. you start writing. It's, you know, it's that stress of knowing, okay, I got to write this. It's that, you know, self-doubting. Um, it's all of those emotions, right? Absolutely. That you got I know to, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. But the moment, <laughs> but the moment I sat down, Okay, mm -hmm. so remember, for me, this has been a spiritual experience. So for the moment that I sat down, my fingers were like just, just going. Do, 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 do. And right, the zone. I was. I just zoned out, and I was just there. I, right. I wrote the screenplay in three months. It took like, um, like three months. I would write it Monday through Friday, you know, uh, four hours a day, you know, because I didn't want to get burned out. Um, and then I just put it down for, you know, two, two months. And then we did the, you know, editing 
where I had someone bounce back those ideas and, you know, and then we tackled, you know, I heard someone else's perspective. But the first three months, I, I just kind of, it was just me in a dark room <laughs> and coffee, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's how it is, you know, but it flowed, it flowed and it was, it wasn't hard. It was just hard mentally, emotionally, exhausting of, you know, going through that whole process in my mind and self-doubting as well. But the moment I sat down, it was just flowing. And, and then again, you know, when I knew I had to edit it and go through it, I, you know, same process, you know, that I would, mm. you know, get emotionally stressed out. But then the moment I sat down, you know, I, one of the hardest moments, and I still remember, was I think it originally it was like 105 pages or something like that, and I was advised to bring it down to 85 pages so that we can meet mm. our budget. And That's a big chunk. Let me tell you, yes. And at that, and, and, and I was so desperate that I did. I called Debbie up, Deborah Robillard, the book author, and I said, oh, my God, Debbie, you got to help me here. Like, I don't know where to start. And she's like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take a look. I'll, I'll, you know, see what, I, you know, what I, you know, come up with. She comes back like two weeks later and she says, um, I'm sorry. I, I can't help you. I, I tried and I don't know where I would, where I would start. And she's like, I, she's like, I don't, you know, one thing is writing a book, like, because she's attached to it. Right. And she loved what, right. I, you know, what I had written. But she was so attached to it. It was so hard for her to make that decision or to come, you know, or give me some advice. And so it was stressful again. I was self-doubting. I had to go through all those emotions again. And then mm. one Saturday morning, I was going to make some pancakes for the family. And then I was just calm and relaxed. And it was that still moment where I heard that whisper saying, go grab your laptop. You're about to see it very clearly. Let me tell you, I got my laptop, I looked at it, and I just could not wait to finish those pancakes, okay? Because I could not wait to sit down. Time to work. And Yeah, because I, I mean, I right when I opened it, you know, before I made those pancakes, I started seeing it. It was like, light bulb went off, and it was like I could see yeah. it. And I'm like, okay, I know exactly what I need to do, and then there you go, you know? And we got it down and still, you know? Um, we were on set, and there was a few times where we had a, you know, fix here and there or whatever, but right. you know, it, was, it was pretty good. <laughs> Not bad for, what? you know, never writing those That's fascinating. Before. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's amazing, you. you know. It, I, I tell people this all the time. In, in my world, I, you know, they're like, oh, well, you know, you just sit down and paint. I, no, 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 no. I have painted a painting ten times in my head before I ever mm-hmm. touch a brush to canvas. Yeah. Um, and uh, you have to get all the problems out of the way. You know, you, you got to think. Right. And sometimes you can overthink it too. But you're right. Once you, once you start going, um, it's like mm-hmm. an avalanche or something. It's, it's hard to stop. Now, I wanted to ask you, now this was, you wait, because I'm all turned around. I'm discombobulated now. This was your first screenplay that you had written, you're saying, for a movie, right? For a feature film? For a feature film. Absolutely. You know, um, oh. I went to, to school a few times, college, university, like you were saying about, mm-hmm. like, um, I, I did that. I've gone back to school a few times. And one of the second times that I went back to school, I went for, don't ask me why, but I, I 
majored in TV and radio broadcasting, so I learned a lot. This is like what, maybe about 20, yeah, yeah, maybe over 20 years ago or something like that. And in one of my classes, I had to take a screenwriting class. And so, um, you know, and I knew, I knew that one day I was going to write a screenplay. In first class, I did have to write a 35-page screenplay, and I realized how hard it was, and even though it was okay and cutesy, my screenplay, the idea was not that great. And so I knew from the very beginning that the idea, the product, is everything. And so I understood the format. I understood, you know, the logistics of writing a screenplay. And it's so weird because there's, like, a lot of things that I've learned in my life that's gone in one ear and out the other or just in my mind and out the next day. Not the screenplay. Like, for some reason... I always remembered it, and it's so weird, and I always would say, why? And so when I wrote, my, when I wrote The Cricket's Dance, it was so, it was so weird because I had to bring out, like, my Bible, my, my screenplay book for um, class just to, you know, uh, like a, a tough or something. <laughs> I never once even opened it. I, I didn't even once open it. Wow. Now we have Google. But it was you know, there. So. <laughs> but it was right. there. It's like a security right. blanket, I'm sure. Absolutely, Chris. So, so yeah, so, you know, it's just, but I knew then, um, you know, like something said, this is going to go into your toolbox. You're going to use it one day. And I knew that if I did, it would have to be like a really good idea because it takes a lot of work. And it's not like I, it wasn't like I was dreaming about being a writer. You know, there's screen, screen writers that sit there and they'll just keep writing something every other week or whatever and they'll go to turntables and they're just sharing and it's just like, that's a lot of time. And that's, you know, and so like, that's a lot of passion and I'm so sorry, but like, I, it has to, I have to know it's going to go somewhere. You know, like I, if I'm going to put mm-hmm. that much passion and that much time into something, like I, I would really love to carry it all the way to the end. And for that person, that, that that's what they want to do and they just love to write. I mean, I admire them because it's not easy. That's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Now, Kristen, I was reading um, on your IMDb that you were born in Denver. I assume, because the next thing it says is you, um, you got cast um, – uh, on a MTV show, so I'm assuming um, I listened. I, I I went to Denver to visit for a weekend and wound up staying a year. Um, <laughs> one of those types of talents, folks. Um, but yeah. anyway, I, um, I I assume you you headed out to LA at some point, um, or or perhaps New York, um, but one of the cities, and uh, then got into stuff. I remember you from, of course, uh, you know that 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 that, that shirking violet. Uh, role you had in Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Kirsten played the coolest person ever on Sons of Anarchy. Um, Thank you. Amazing how and how straight you played that. Like every, you, you, I love those scenes with you because they would just when the story would go to your character, you know, it's just another day at the office. All this stuff's happening, and uh, I suggest people if you don't know what I'm talking about, watch the show. But it was fantastic how how you played that. Um, Thank you. Yeah, and you've been in a a million things from, uh, Mm -hmm. I think I remember seeing you in CSI and uh, just all kinds of stuff um, over the years and whatnot. And um, so did you, let me ask, um, well, I guess I'll ask Veronica, did you guys use a, how did you get Kirsten? Did you, and Maurice, did you use a casting uh, company or Uh. did you know these folks or? 
well, have a lot um, of Facebook friends? How did this all happen? I, I, I actually I did have a casting director. And she was trying to help okay. me find a lead for, um, you know, to play Angie Lawrence. And, but, you know, people that she would bring up, you know, it, it just wasn't clicking for me. I just didn't feel like um, they were much also older in age. And I just didn't feel like that was the part, like that was Angie. And so, again, mm. it was just some Saturday morning and Debbie, the book author, and I were just, like, talking and we would, you know, we would go bounce back ideas and, like, look at IMDb together and decide who, you know, we would, we would you know, who would be good for the part. And I just bumped into um, Kristen Brent and I was like, this is her. This is the girl. <laughs> this is Angie. And I was, nice. like, I was like, no, she's done complete opposite roles. I know she would love to see what this would feel like, you know, and she was yeah. beautiful and talented. And so and I, I was knew. so happy. I was very happy that she <laughs> took Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is my Angie. And then oh, Maurice Johnson. It. Maurice Johnson actually was flipping um, through Atlanta's um, agency. And mm-hmm. I was just looking for, you know, uh, talented, handsome, you know, black guy who was buff and you could carry the role. And I was just going through, you know, agencies online. And then I just bumped into his um, picture and his resume. And, you know, not all of them have numbers. And I happened right. to, you know, his did have a number or email. Hey, there you go, So I just Very shot him smart. an email. I shot him an email. Nice. I, just, I just put myself out there. But there was a lot of actors. Um, there were some, you know, handful that, you know, well, okay, I'm trying to think. Well, for the most part, we did a lot of the hard work mm-hmm. <laughs> on the casting. I mean, I even put, like, um, you know, on Facebook um, some, ads, some ads, you know, on some of the mm. uh, Savannah, Atlanta actors, pages trying to look for the roles. And then, yes, absolutely. And then Friends of Friends. I'm trying to see um, Sandra Lafferty. Um, that, mm-hmm. I found Sandra Lafferty by a friend. Um, uh, what was it? Jim Chandler. He knew Sandra Lafferty. He knew uh, Bill Oberst Jr. He knew Bill. Um, mm-hmm. And so there was, a, you know, there was a few actors. I might be missing someone else. I'm, I don't know, Maurice, if I'm missing someone else, but um, yeah, Mark. Uh, we so Mark, many diamonds, so many diamonds. Mark is who, who's badass. Caitlin. Um, yeah, but I didn't. John yeah, O'Neill. Mark, who? Someone else. Um, someone Bobby. introduced me to Mark. Bobby, I can't remember. I know someone introduced me to to Mark. Um, Bobby Eats, I think that was. Debbie, I think Debbie's Debbie. friend knew Debbie. So it was. It was kind of like people knew people. <laughs> we just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, put ourselves out there, you know. But, yeah, um, meant to be. but yeah, we did We did a lot of the work. I mean, a, a, a independent film is a lot of hard work. We still did casting. I still had um, a lot of them read for the role. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I just wanted to make sure. Some of them did still have to read, not all of them, but most, you know, some of them did. But um, 
Yeah, none of the ones I mentioned right now, though, I can say they've probably read. I was just really happy to have them. They were all very talented. Absolutely. Some great performances. That's amazing. That's Mm -hmm. amazing. Well, this sounds like, you know, just a a very, you know, as you're right, a lot of the independent film people I talk to, you know, they're just, it's, it's, Pushing the it's very Sisyphus. It's, it's pushing that boulder up the hill, you know, and and but they do it. Absolutely. They do it, and great work comes from it. Um, I was, uh, like I said, I was reading you guys at IMDb. I, I got to tell you, uh, Kristen, I, I, um, <laughs> or I, I, um, I, I was reading the part where I see I'm all uh, turned around again um, about the uh, <laughs> your ghost experience on the Queen Mary. This, I believed it 100% because I had to tell you a couple years ago, I was living in Southern California and I had to do an art show. They had a Rocky Horror Picture Show convention in the basement mm-hmm. of the Queen Mary. And people are like, a basement yeah. of the ship, Jamie. Yes, it was the very bottom of the ship. There were no windows. Um, and I was there. They had me come in and do a bunch of paintings and stuff. And I was doing my thing. But the thing that was at the time, I was young and, and wolfing around, and uh, the bar was on the top of the ship, so I would have to take these crazy elevators to go mm-hmm. get a cocktail or something, you know? <laughs> and it was a big ordeal. Oh, I only had a couple cocktails. It was half hour to process to get a drink. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. I um, was in this crazy elevator, and I'm hearing all these noises and everything, and my business manager at the time was with me, and I, I was telling her, I was like, what the heck is that? You know, I, that doesn't sound, is this thing going to fall? What, what is the deal here? She goes, well, you know, they, they say it's haunted. It's extremely haunted. And so I don't necessarily believe in ghosts, but I've been terrified of them my entire life. And I thought, well, maybe, uh, maybe something's happening here and I need to get the hell out of here. Um, yeah. But I couldn't because I'd already taken the check and, you know, I had to stay. But it was, uh, yeah, so I saw your thing on that, on, on that show with celebrity ghost stories and I was like yeah I'm telling you it was ghosts in that elevator but amazing amazing (laughs) very funny story um I just completed a film this year um about two months ago Uh on the Queen Mary it's a horror film oh my god it was crazy Yes, and you know the black guy is the one that's the first to run on uh, in the horror film, so I had to go. So I was like, "Oh heck, no!" Oh, you got to send me a link when that comes out. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, we we have to we have Maurice back on the show, all of you guys, because I know you guys are always working. You know, this is you guys are living the, the dream. There's so many people that I have on the show that are, are maybe not at the point you guys are all at, you know, uh, that's mm-hmm. the dream. They want to be at that point, you know, mm-hmm. where you do with all this, where your IMDb, where you have to use the scroll thing on, on when you look at the IMDb page. Um, they're not there yet. It's all right there. There's no scrolling, but um, you know, it's amazing, you know, that the work and, and whatnot, and even consistently, like during the pandemic, you guys are all working and everything. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, We're that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Did you, let me ask you, Maurice, did you know when you were a kid, were you like a, a theater kid? Did you think, you know, showbiz mm-hmm. is what I'm going to be doing <laughs> and whatnot? Or did it kind of happen? 
Absolutely not. Totally opposite. Mm-hmm. I was the <laughs> jock that played all of the sports. I played, oh. you know, football in college. Um, I think like most of us. You cannot tell uh, by looking at your body that you're, you're yeah. a, an athlete. Not at all. <laughs> it was the guns. Yeah, it was the guns. I had to pull the guns out. <laughs> and shout out to uh, Roger Ortola, who uh, actually uh, did some perfect close-ups of my guns. So uh, that, you know, sold yeah. me. But, uh, no, I definitely didn't. And I think it's a testament to many that followed the path that I did. Um, I went into the corporate world after college. I think that's kind of how a lot of us were raised. Hey, you go off to college, you get right. you know, work the company and make some money and, you know, you have to pay some bills, right? But it's that sense of um, I haven't found what I'm really looking for. You know, I, I made the money, um, but I still wasn't happy, right? And so I was constantly searching. Mm-hmm. And so what I did on the weekends, I actually did theater. And so that kept me kind of, you know, one foot in and one foot out of the acting world. And then um, people like Tyler Perry and all of the others started shooting here in Atlanta, Georgia. And so around 2008, 2009, I started working in, you know, in in TV and uh, film and uh, commercials first and then TV and film. And so, you know, it's definitely the stick to itness. So anybody that's out there that wants to give up and quit and think that it's going to happen overnight, definitely not. So, and they can probably pull up either one of our uh, IMDBs and see how long we've been at this. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely mm-hmm. didn't know that I would be an actor, but when I found my niche, you know, I just went for it. So I think I was doing the safe route and then I actually went for what I loved. And so that's why um, this, this cast resonated with me. This script resonated with me and it's certain projects and Kristen will probably talk to this as well. But we take jobs, right? We take jobs, you know, we, mm-hmm. we audition and we find these roles, right? But it's certain roles that's just going to resonate with us. When I read this mm-hmm. script, I said, this is something that I have to do. Mm-hmm. Even though I'd done other, yeah. you know, TV shows and films. And I told Veronica mm-hmm. years ago that I said, mm-hmm. I'm with you until this thing blows. And this is six years later, maybe seven years mm-hmm. later. <laughs> And we yeah. had to walk it Thank through. You. We had to have the stick to itness. And we had to talk each other and, and help each other out because we had a lot of times we probably wanted to walk away and, you know, put Absolutely. things on hold. But we had to kind of keep the fire up under, you know, each other because this was a collective effort. You know, this was yeah. a partnership. It right. wasn't like a one person Absolutely. doing it. And so, you know, my hat's off to her, um, you know, for just, you know, sticking to it. And, and bringing this to fruition because I think this is a story that needs to be told, especially during the time when we were shooting things with the political climate, uh, changing mm. of the president, oh, yeah. the last president to now and uh, where we shot it at in the deep South. I'm from the deep South. Um, I'm from Augusta, Georgia. So a lot of these things resonated with me, with my character, um, being a lawyer, um, mm. racism, all of that stuff. And then it tied it, you know, she did a perfect job tying it back to the past. So it wasn't a slave movie. Right. It wasn't a present day movie, but it was both. You know, it was, you know, like yeah. she, she tied that path. Yeah, you did an amazing, amazing. job, both of you. I'm so honored to have had Kristen and Maurice in, in the Cricket Dance. And Maurice, you, you did an outstanding job with what you just said right mm-hmm. now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Because I had oh, Kristen yeah. that I was looking at across from me said, so it's <laughs> very easy when you have such an amazing scene partner. And somebody that gets it, right? You know, sometimes people are acting, but she gets it, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And so right. we, you know, a lot of times between the scenes, we have times to really talk about the characters and talk about the lines and, like, what are we saying and how do we feel about that and, you know, really what, you know, how we need to convey this, you know, to the audience. And so she did an amazing job. So 
hey, hats off to casting for hooking me up with my Angie. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm I mean, telling Kristen, you. Yeah, because Kristen came along, you know, right before we were about to film the movie. And so she caught up, read the book, you know, read the screenplay. And I think she blew all of us away with her performance on set. I mean, we were so proud of her. And we were oh, yeah. um, very happy to, yeah, we were very happy to be working with Kristen. And she did an amazing job carrying her role. So, absolutely. Well, it was, it was a phenomenal um, experience. I think everybody really showed up wanting to do the work, wanting to, I mean, everybody wanted to be there. Everybody wanted to tell their story and everybody came prepared. And I mean, when, when you have that uh, every day when you get to set, you know, things just, they work. You know, and it was it was a really amazing experience to have everybody show up really ready to put in the work and put in the blood, sweat and tears. And, and you know, Maurice mm-hmm. and I, like he said, you know, we we had moments where we could sit to the side and kind of go over the scenes and what we wanted to do and how we wanted to convey everything. And, and I think, uh, you know, that was such a blessing because you don't always have that. I have I have done many a job where you feel like you're the only one out there and you're just in the middle of the ocean drowning by yourself. And uh, this was not that experience. So I was, I was very grateful for that. Absolutely. Oh yeah. And I definitely want to give hats off to so many. I think, um, and hopefully it doesn't sound cocky, but um, when you're not doing a major multi-million dollar film, uh, you normally have a couple leads that kind of carry the movie. We had so much power in this movie where they had expansive resumes like Bill and, uh, William Mark McCullough and, you know, Kristen and Sandra and uh, Caitlin. Absolutely. And you had some breakout performances, you know, like uh, the stories, the other stories. There were so many stories there. Of course, people may tune into the story of, you know, uh, myself and Kristen's character, but it's so many others, you know, breakout performances, mm-hmm. performances like Jamie mm-hmm. Butler and Darius Francis. I think they're going to turn eyes and for anybody that hadn't seen it, you know, so many other stories outside of ours that, you know, tied in, and I think it's going to keep, you know, everyone captivated. So great reviews, you know, so far, and so many people have given me feedback on the other performances outside of, you know, Kristen and ours, and, you know, Bill and Mark did their thing, and Mark even had an accident during the filming, and this guy's like (laughs) Iron Man, and he came back in and and just – it's 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 amazing. <laughs> we can yeah. write a story about that within itself, yeah. you know. So everybody brought their A game, and I will put this cast against any others, especially with the budget that we had. We had to rock yeah, Absolutely, oh, it's amazing. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, it's got to be kind of a like, weird thing too, um, coming. You know, I mean, because it's you are you, you know we're talking about slavery and stuff, and you know when you when mm-hmm. it go when the story goes, I don't want to give anything away, but when I don't think I'm giving that away, but um, <laughs> you, you know when it when the story goes goes there for, with the diary and whatnot uh, that's found, um, you know I'm 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 a Native American and I have relatives uh, that that watch like Dances with the Wolves. And they don't want to talk to white people. It takes them a couple of days to come down from that. You know what I mean? Um, right. Yeah. There, there is still some, you know, I, it's very true. Um, not all of them, but, but there's a couple. And, you know, Uncle, Uncle right. Frank, I'm thinking about you right now. But um, anyhow, uh, and they need to work on mm-hmm. that, in my opinion. But, um, you know, you're dealing, like you said, Maurice, and you guys are filming this, the world goes nuts. You know, mm-hmm. that's a prelude to going really nuts with the pandemic. Oh, so right. we knew that was happening. But 
you know, you're 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 dealing with these these issues in the South. You guys what filmed this in Savannah, right? Or it takes place there. I don't know if it's filmed there, but um, I'm thinking. It, it Frank suburbs in the South. of Savannah. Yeah, suburbs of Savannah. And, um, <laughs> I mean, that's got to be kind of a weird place being put with the, being having those narratives put in front of you laid bare because um, it makes you think, yeah. you know, and made me think. Uh, and I, you know, I'm just watching the thing. Um, but it wasn't preachy and it didn't hit you over the head, you know, where like you're like, oh my gosh, you know, this is, I mean, you were, of course, there's a try, it didn't gloss over anything either. Um, mm-hmm. But it didn't. It didn't leave me with 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 you know just ready to go get into a fight or something. You know is what I'm saying. It was, right. It was really those two worlds, the, the present day and then. And I don't think we need. I think that those conversations need to happen, and and that 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 painting needs to be viewed because that did happen. You know these are facts. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and I think more people need to realize, maybe they'd have a little understanding if they come from a little more place of knowing. My opinion, you know, that's all I'm saying. But um, I don't know. I thought you guys did a fantastic job. But that had to be weird, you know. I, I guess you knew what you were getting into, too, you know. But crazy. Uh, kind of did, and, um, but me being too, um, growing up two hours away from there, um, knowing about slavery, that being such a huge slave port, um, I had conversations with Veronica about authenticity, and I think we brought that out um, as we were shooting in Richmond Hill. Um, even as a black man, I'm 42 years old, and I'd never been in that area, but I'd heard of it. And mm-hmm. just going down there and being on those grounds and being a black man and just, you know, going back and just reliving a lot of the stuff that happened in that area, all of the plantations right. that were in that area. Um, I did have times, you know. Um, I had a time where I broke down out there. I think Kristen probably had to reel me back in. But um, it just was overwhelming because I just went back to what ancestors of mine, you know, went through, you know, that was in that area, you right. know, even though I was playing the present day uh, person. But um, a lot of that we just don't know. A lot of that history has been um, had been erased, and we don't know about that lineage, especially being African-American. But um, I think, you know, Veronica did a great job of tying that in, beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. It wasn't overwhelming, like you said. Um, Roger did a great job of pulling that in and also all of the other crew. But I think it was a beautiful story, and we knew we, we showed enough to let you mm-hmm. know what happened. Mm-hmm. But and then, you know, but like you said, you didn't want to go out and fight somebody afterwards. But we wanted be to be you know, as, right. as authentic. Yeah, exactly. I respect people's feelings as well. And my whole reasoning of – wanting to film this to put this movie out there was so that I could unite people that, you know, a lot of people would want to see it, not just one certain, you know, um, type or race would want to see it. And so I, I tried to be very careful and, um, and even still on set, we made decisions uh, according to even current events and what was happening, you know, that we decided on, on changing, you know, a certain word or something, you know, and I tried, you know, I don't, I believe I don't have the N word. And in the screenplay, I had it maybe once or twice. And when I wrote it back in 2015, you know, um, 16, that, you know, even one or two felt really harsh, but then with all the current events and what's happening, it just made me, you know, it's like, it's, I, I don't think I need it there. We'll be okay. And I even had Bill say, well, you know, we could shoot it both ways. 
I could use it and then not use it, and we could shoot it two different ways, and you could decide later. And I said, no, we don't need it. We're good. You know? Right. So, right. so yeah. Well, it, I, I don't think it was lacking. It wasn't lacking. It told the story, you know? And it's, yeah. I think yeah. these stories need to be told, um, it's my opinion. You know, what, what do I know? I'm no great thinker or anything. I just no, got we to do. Think, think. But, we don't. Um, we we, we should not forget the past. We shouldn't forget. No, no. We should, you know, I don't think we're not not even talking about it. We're not even talking about it enough because, you know, I've lived in Texas. I lived in Nevada. You know, I I currently live in California. And I'm going to tell you, and I am sure a lot of you know, you know, um, depending on what state you're in, they're going to teach you history differently. And so there's a lot Mm -hmm. of things that you're not learning in school. So, you know, we rely on movies. We rely on you know, communicating, talking, and, and you know, and, and also we have to make peace with it, and we have to learn from our past, and we have to, you know, tie that in why we are the way we are today and have a lot more tolerance for one another and just accepting, you know, and, you know, and it's just so easy to stereotype and, you know, put someone down, but we don't realize there's just been this generational curse of events throughout this person's life too maybe because of the color of that person's skin and so we don't realize Mm -hmm. that there's just a lot of you know history and we don't realize Mm -hmm. you know that that's why our young you know um minorities here in our country are you know behind bars you know and and so you know they're just they grew up on the wrong side of the track and they weren't given the opportunity of you know if of you know, that someone else would have, you know, growing up in a white area, let's say. And so, you know, just you know, when I went back to school again for, and this time I went to the University of Las Vegas, you know, I got my associates in business because I've already done short films. So I'm like, oh, I'm getting my business degree now. I'm bored here. No, really, I went back to school because I, I was itching to shoot a movie. And so I did. I shot a documentary while I was in school. I found some free actors and I shot this documentary called We Occupy. And it was during the time when Occupy Wall Street kind of blew up and then there was this Occupy Mm, Las Vegas mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, what's going on here? So I happened to be, you know, in the university and um, I accidentally uh, signed up for a a black African literature class. I did not know it was a black African literature class. And so when I went to class, my teacher had these dreadlocks and she was black and she was like, oh, some of you just realized you signed up for the wrong class. You know, she too judged me, looked at me, and was like, you know, you pretty thing, you're, you're in the wrong place, you know. And I was like, no, I'm going to take her challenge. I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to, uh, you know, for some reason, the universe has me in this class. <laughs> I would not have picked it because I don't even know my own history, you know. So, <laughs> really, you know, I don't even know a lot of the, you know, Spanish, you know, history here. So I'm like, okay. I'm here for a reason. And so I took the challenge and I, and I took the class and I learned a lot and it really opened my eyes and I just, I knew there was a reason for it. And so here you are. So, that's amazing. Yeah. So I, you know, absolutely, absolutely. And I, you know, with Occupy Wall Street and with that class, I realized, you know, like um, if we don't start, by helping, uh, you know, because a lot of people would be like, you know, because I'm Spanish, and they'd be like, well, why aren't you talking about immigration or helping your own kind? And I'm like, you know what? This is the story that the universe gave me. They, this it is, is it. And sometimes, yeah, and sometimes 
it's more powerful when someone else, you know, is looking in the window. Puts it out. No. Yeah. You know. I hear you. Absolutely. So, you know, and, there's just a reason for it. And these are all, these are all stories, you know, that that need to be told, regardless of your race and whatnot. You, you know, mm-hmm. this is you're a citizen of this planet. You know, you need to know mm-hmm. what's going on, what has gone on. You know, how did we get here? Like the song. It's amazing. It's amazing. I was just looking at the, uh, and we have links. Folks, we have links on, um, our show page is weird. We have a few links uh, to the film and whatnot on our uh, show page here on the the Blog Talk Radio. If you go to my website, folks, um, jamierocks.us, and and go on, or poprocksradio.com, they'll both get you to the same place. And you scroll down to the, that show page has everybody's personal link and whatnot so you can you know if you want to follow maurice on instagram you can um it's all there's links there um then but the weird thing is is when we convert this to a podcast all those links will probably go i I don't know it's weird it's just we have some limited (laughs) room on this is the reason they're not here anyhow they're all there but i was just looking um and as always i know i say this every episode folks we live in an algorithm world if you dig somebody you dig an indie band an independent film I don't know, the, the mm-hmm. best butcher in town or something, you know, the best baker <laughs> in town, like and share their social media. And your friends will probably dig them as well because, you know, they're your friends. You guys like the same things, you know, common interests and whatnot. It helps a lot. That's right. Uh, when uh, when yeah. stuff is shared. But I was looking at your um, at the Cricket Dance uh, Facebook page, and I just saw that this was posted, and I think it's still going on, um, you're having a flash sale, or is the flash sale for pre-order for the Cricket Dance? Or is that done now, Veronica, or is it still in act, or um, still happening? So we have a pre-order that's happening now through iTunes okay. and Apple TV. But starting tomorrow through Sunday, we will have a flash sale. The movie will be half price for family and friends. It'll be $6.99. Nice. So, yeah, this would be the weekend to get it. The film releases, the Cricket Dance releases October 26th and other platforms. Um, but you can get it this weekend for $6.99. So, yeah. Whoop, whoop. How Go about that? Yeah. How about that? You can save a couple dollars, and uh, there you go. Now, we're going to also, folks, I should let you know, um, on the 3rd of November, we're going to have Veronica back, um, plus a, uh, a guest or two from the film again and uh we're going to get more into um you know get into all this stuff and uh her adventures in las vegas no i, I might i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i lived in las vegas for a year so i know that she probably yeah. has some everybody does. oh yeah everybody does. <laughs> um <laughs> it's, uh, also, but, I'll, I'll say this about las vegas the, uh, las vegas platform. is a fun place to uh, Oh, go ahead, Marie. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Finish your thought. Yeah, I, I did know if I um, heard, um, I went out for a second, um, all of the platforms that we'll be on on the 26th so the audience knows. Go for it. You're good, Marie. You got it down. Yeah. I know, Share it I know we have it on. Um, we are pre-ordering on iTunes. Um, it'll be on Comcast, which a lot of people have, Dish, Verizon, Prime Video, Google Play, Voodoo, V-U-D-U, nice. and Telus in the U.S. and Canada. So, yeah. Tons of opportunity to uh, find it on a different platform that you probably already have. So 
Uh, we want everybody to definitely be tuned in on October 26th and also like the pre-order uh, with iTunes as well as uh, Veronica mentioned. Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. It is a good it's a good part deal. about having your actors. Yeah, thank you, Maurice. <laughs> yes. You're welcome. Yeah. Yes. He's on it, man. I'm telling you. I am telling yeah. you. Well, it's amazing. I'm also it's an amazing film. Um, I'm her muscle as well, so you know I'm like her bodyguard as well. So, <laughs> and he's got an amazing voice to go with it. So, absolutely. Maurice needs to start a cameo. Oh man, oh man, that is uh, it's 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 great having it. You know, Maurice, I have a friend of mine that's got a fantastic voice like that too. That does. He makes pretty good money doing this too, doing people's answering like their voicemails and stuff. And then he told me that uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, how much money can you do doing that? You know? And he goes, well, you get this much for it, and you times that. He goes, I don't know, I did four hundred last month. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, that's fantastic. Wow. Well, that's we, awesome. need to, you know, link up. we definitely need to um, connect. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the easiest thing in the world. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm not here mm-hmm. right now. Leave a message. Um, you <laughs> reached the voicemail up. Easy work. <laughs> oh, man. Now, that's cool, man. You, so the movie drops the 26th, and you guys, how cool is that? People, millions yeah. of people around the world are going to be, you know, looking at their TVs and phones and seeing you guys look back out at them. That's got to be a cool feeling. It's amazing it's and really a blessing. nice. Absolutely. Yeah. It's such a good feeling to be exactly at this moment. Yes. Absolutely. I, I, mm-hmm. I feel a sense of relief, you know, just carrying this for so long. So it just feels yeah. really good. There's a lot of the channel. Can hear you? Do we get to hear that intro song leaving as well? 
It's pretty cool. Uh, well, we could. Like, being we on could. a horse. We could actually do that. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I might have to steal that one. That's actually cool. We will no, definitely do it. Thank yeah, you absolutely. And folks, I appreciate um, it. Thank you, Kristen and Maurice, for being here with us. Of course. Of course. Of course. You guys rock. You guys rock. Um, I know we had a um, – I, I got a tweet just now. Uh, this just in, folks. Apparently, some pe- a couple people called in and couldn't get through. I apologize about that. Nothing showed up on my board. So that has me concerned. Um, but like I said, uh, Veronica will be back on the 3rd of November. So try then as well. Um, and I'm sure she, uh, you know, can answer some questions and whatnot. Very, very cool. Folks, good. Uh, this episode, of course, will be uh, converted to a podcast. We'll be pushed out on all the various social media platforms and on all the podcasting platforms. Wherever you listen or download podcasts at, I'm pretty sure we're on there. We're on like 450 of them or something. It's crazy. Uh, as I said before, all the links stay live. Um, so if you're in the future and you're listening to this on Spotify or something, hello from the past, do me a quick favor, click on one of those links, and it'll get you right to where you need to be. Very, very nice. cool. Have a good one, everybody. We will be back tomorrow um, afternoon, evening. We've got a uh, fantastic uh, filmmakers, more filmmakers on tomorrow, uh, and we'll be talking about uh, the new comedy Bigfoot Famous. Uh, fantastic film. So we will see you then. And my last thought of the day, folks, remember, we still live in a weird world. If you're out and about and you're shopping or something, you know, all I'm going to say, just be nice. Be nice. None of these people who are going to register are sitting down to a big boardroom and coming up with corporate policy. Don't complain to them. They got nothing to do. They're just trying to earn a living. Um, go home with uh-huh. an email. If, you, if you're so <laughs> upset, you know, I don't know. And, um, Final thought, go to uh, Kristen's, uh, Kristen Renton's INDB page. If you look under the biography, there's about a billion and one charity she's involved with. I'm sure they could all use some help. So uh, pick one. Of oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Folks, we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you then. Bye.